Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Oh, what a weekend in sports we've got. Oh, my goodness. First, you had Otani with the blast last night leading into the uh, Home Run Derby, which is coming up. Obviously, it's a monster weekend in soccer. You've got Vegas popping off. I feel like I know a dozen people in Vegas this weekend who traveled in for the fight. Conor McGregor returning uh, for round three with Dustin Poirier. Hope I'm saying that right name correctly. Um, Obviously, first starting off, I mean, geez, the biggest sporting event of the weekend. My daughter playing in her first co-ed basketball league, summer league game. Uh, You know, she's eight. And um, we had our first practice, and she held her own. There is another girl on the team, but she's out of town. Um, so, yeah, very, very excited for that. Listen, she was, you know, we I coached her to an undefeated team last year uh, in the All-Girls League, and now she wants to level up and play against the boys. I'm not coaching. I'm advising. Uh, it's kind of a senior advisor to the team. Uh, but very huge weekend. Of course, listen, Neymar Messi tonight in Copa America is everything. I mean, seriously, that is, for me, the biggest sporting event of the weekend. England, Italy, obviously massive. But if you guys, there was a great article in the New York Times this week 
about Messi and never winning anything with Argentina. Um, you know, they lost in the world. They lost the World Cup final 2014. They lost in, I think, three Copa America finals, maybe four. But he's never won with Argentina. He's dominated with Barcelona. But even if you're not a soccer guy, you guys know Messi is is kind of in that LeBron stage. He's near the end. He's got like two more chances, right? The uh, uh, Copa America title tonight. And then maybe the World Cup next year. And that's pretty much it for him on the international um, uh, team stage. So that is huge tonight. And then, of course, uh, the England-Italy match tomorrow is going to be great. Um, And then, you know, tonight in Vegas, Conor McGregor. And it's funny because I thought his career was pretty much over last time McGregor fought. He got destroyed by Poirier. Um, Knocked out. He was left in like a crumpled heap. Uh, we'll do a lot of the McGregor fight, even though if you know if you're not MMA, there's a good storyline there, like a good life storyline lesson. Um, but bottom line, this is a great, great weekend in sports. You know, I forgot the NBA Finals. Oh yeah, that's happening. Um, I don't know your interest level. The ratings have been down. The you know as lo- as much as people like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you know, listen, it's the Bucks and Suns. That's all I gotta say. Like, yeah, we'll talk about it. It's exciting, but we're not doing an hour on the on the NBA Finals. We may end up doing an hour on this, though. Felt like I'd start the show with a little bit of news um, on a personal note. Um, you know, so I started this show, this Saturday radio show, I think six years ago. And for those of who have been with it from the jump, you know, and yes, I do not like social media, specifically Twitter. It is nice to hear from you guys often um, about listening weekly, whether it's on your work uh, this over the weekend or your week, your run Sunday morning, whenever you listen to this show, it is good to get the feedback um, from guys who like it and who have been with us for six years. But it's coming to an end. And I want to, before I talk about the end of the show, I want to go way, way back to when it started. And you guys know at now by now my, my story's out there, right? I had started a website about 15 years ago, sold it, then I had started a podcast for the website, and it did kind of well. Uh, this was before podcasts were a huge thing. I tried to skate where the puck is going, not where it has been, and I had started a podcast. The first guest, of course, I like to brag about it, was Steph Curry. Um, you know, it was, just, it was before he popped and became an MVP superstar. It was back in his early years of his Warriors contract. I started the podcast. It did good numbers. You know, they were happy with it. After I had sold the website, the podcast belonged um, to the website and USA Today eventually ended up owning it. And then I kind of stopped doing the podcast because I got an offer to do a radio show for something called Yahoo Sports Radio. This is like 2014. And then I went all in on that for a year and then Fox Sports Radio came calling and it was a weird time for me because 2015 was right about when the wheels started moving for me heading to FS1. Um, that was the fall where I had started talks with them And I had started flying out to L.A. for testing in the winter and then in the spring. Um, I was in Pennsylvania at the time, and I was, you know, doing the Saturday. I think it was, yeah, Saturday morning Fox Sports Radio starting in the fall of 2015. And it felt like, okay, this is the next stage of my career. I had worked at newspapers. I had done magazines. I had started a website. I had sold it, dabbled in podcasting. But radio, yeah, this is awesome. And I started. It was great. And it really got me into the Fox family, starting the radio show. And it got me on a weekly basis, getting my takes out there, preparing for TV and whatever was to come for me when we move west. 
So I leave the East Coast, which I basically spent my entire life on. Um, in 2016, we come West, and I, I'm doing the radio show. I'm doing the TV. Eventually, I give up doing the website, and I pivot over to Fox Sports Digital. So I, I still remember those times when I was testing for FS1 because it was – uh, a guy by the name of Kyle Brandt had been testing. Nick Wright had been testing. Joy Taylor. It was like a bunch of us testing for like, I don't know, two months. Very exciting, very fun. And during that time, I was doing the radio, and I, I felt like I was getting a lot better for TV by doing the radio. I was pra- essentially practicing my TV takes here on the radio. And it was, it was awesome. And it got me kind of confident in my ways, probably confident to a fault, some might say. Uh, somebody might somebody might say, hey, Jason, you've gotten a little cocky here. Well, I mean, I'm talking about sports all the time. I, I feel like I know this stuff. I'm breathing it, you know? And some might say that, you know, you get a little cocky and you're so confident. Eh, that's a little bit much. But I don't think it came across a lot. If it did, hey, I heard from you guys, obviously. But confidence can also be a strength. And it's worked well for me to this point, whether it's approaching this girl in a bar who ended up being my wife. Uh, whether it's going down the list, like you want to be confident. You want to walk around scared and nervous and being uh, trepidatious. Like be confident. I'm telling you, Kevin Durant is better than LeBron James. Three, four years ago. Felt good about it. I told you after I said, if LeBron wins one more title, he's better than Michael Jordan. I will back that up with stats and facts to make your head spin. LeBron won the title. I've been saying it since. I feel ultimately confident in that take. Um, so I took a chance on radio like six years ago, moved out here. Working with the FSR gang has been pretty incredible. Uh, think about this. I went from zero radio experience about eight years ago. And now I'm filling in. I think I filled in for every host on a daytime show on this network. I've done Dan Patrick a bunch, Cowherd a couple times, hopefully more in the future. Hint, hint. Um, I've done Gottlieb show. I've done, uh, yeah, all, all the shows during the day, Odd Couple, I think I've done all of them. Um, and the success of this weekend show has ultimately led me to the podcast deal. And you guys know about a year ago, I signed a podcast to do a five-day-a-week straight fire with Jason McIntyre uh, for iHeart and Fox Sports Radio. And that's coming up at about the one-year mark. And it's funny because when I initially met with him, they were like, so are you, you going to want to keep the Saturday show? I'm like, of course, I love that thing. And now we get about a year in. I'm like, okay, you know, five days a week taping the podcast and Saturday. Football's coming up. It's going to be a regular college football season, guys. It's going to be a regular NFL season. So, you know, listen, I love to work. Uh, six years of working on Saturday morning is fun. Sacrificing some Friday nights, eh, not the biggest thing in the world. Sacrificing some Saturday mornings, that kind of got to me at this point. But I keep hearing from people, man, you are so lucky, Jason. You got that podcast. You get to do it from home. And my response is, you know, it's funny. The harder I work, the luckier I get. And the big boss here at Fox Sports Radio, Scott and Don, have been great. Uh, I talk to Scott often, text him frequently, uh, mostly about his Minnesota sports teams, which all stink. Um, But, you know, I think it's time after six years to probably call it on the Saturday show, you know, um, obviously I have some more travel coming up, uh, here in the summer. And then once football starts, it's seven day weeks and you know, the kids are doing sports on Saturday mornings and 
I don't want to go in too much of a rant about this, but as I get up there in age, which I'm sure some of you will scoff at, um, you know, I, pre- I heard it some philosopher had said, we all basically want three things, right? We want to be happy, we want to be fit, and we want to be rich. And, you know, those are basically the three individualistic things. You know, if you get the genie and you rub it and he comes out of the lamp and he says, give me three wishes, those are probably near the top of your individual goals. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, um, there are more important things, curing cancer, world peace, and hunger. Like th- Those are the big ones. But individually, things you can change yourself. Happiness, being fit and being wealthy. Those are probably the three three things we all strive for. And I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of them to this stage, but working seven-day weeks has been a drain, and it gets to, uh, during football season, really wear on you. You know, it's uh, there's no time off during football season. Uh, my wife likes to joke she is a football widow because during the season, I told her, I'm not doing any, you can't go away on any trips. If we want to do a Thanksgiving weekend, I'm going to be working all weekend. Like, you just can't. Um, and you guys know I enter the gambling contest. You want to try to win the million dollars or whatever the tally is now. It goes up every year in these NFL gambling contests. you got to be locked in for a full season. I just started this past week college football and NFL prep. And when you start digging into these teams and knowing depth charts and uh, the strengths and weaknesses and the numbers, it's a lot. And, I mean, it starts now. You want to be successful in the season? you got to start now. I mean, I'm starting to look into a team like, you know, not to go back to Minnesota, but the Minnesota Vikings. I'm like, there's a lot of value in this team. I was spot on on them against uh, against them last year. I did not like it. They lost like seven defensive starters. I said, I don't like this team at all. I didn't pick them to go anywhere. A lot of people had them in the playoffs. Now everybody's off the Vikings bandwagon. Ah, oh, Kirk Cousins stinks. The defense stinks. Started to look at the Vikings. I don't know how I stumbled on them. Uh, I think I started with the NFC North this week. And Vikings are a team you want to look at. But obviously, there's plenty, plenty of time to dive into all that. But um, listen, I'm not splitting the atom here uh, or digging ditches doing a you know three-hour radio show. You know, an hour total to drive in and three-hour show. Four hours on Saturday morning. I know I might be com- sound like a bit of a complainer, but six years of it, eh, I think I've had a good run. And I think it's probably time to um, give a little more attention to the family on Saturday mornings. You know, my kids play sports. Um, and also personally, like a lot of dads I know, they do the volleyball thing on uh, weekends. They work out on weekends. Like I have been skipping that a lot. And um, I like to think I'm in good shape, but you can always level up just a little bit. So I do think that the radio show starting it six years ago on Saturdays was incredible because I guess mostly like I had thought, okay, I'll start a weekend radio show and I will I'll get a five-day-a-week radio show. That's the next step. And it's funny because the things that got you here won't get you where you're going. you you got to remember that. You've got to evolve many times. And so I get here. I'm doing the Saturday show, and all of a sudden, podcasts become a big deal. And Fox Sports Radio, iHeart, had come to me and said, hey, we want to do a podcast with you. It's a daily thing. It's basically a daily radio show, but it's a podcast, and it's your baby, and you get to do it from home. And the pay's not bad. And you get get to book your own guests. Obviously, I have a great producer who helps with that. But 
It's a load. Uh, it's fun. It's exciting. You've got to constantly evolve as a podcast host. I've done you know some random interviews with comedians, and we brought in uh, actors. I like to change it up and a curveball every now and then. Obviously, gambling has been a big factor on this show. It is on the podcast. It's what I do at Fox. Folks, I'm of the belief that in a five, ten-year window, you know, once if we get up to like 48, 50 states um, legalizing gambling, that all these take things, these take shows, these take radio shows, TV shows, that's going to all morph into gambling-centric stuff, probably in a five to ten-year window. If you're not doing gambling now, you're a little behind the eight ball. You want you want to um, get in front of it, and um, that's where we're headed. And you know, obviously. I do a lot of stuff on gambling. I think we in a good position um, for it, whether it's the podcast or my career. But as as just a uh, a tip to you, I would say sports gambling is coming and it's coming large. Uh, it's coming big. It's going to be fun. Doesn't mean you have to go degenerate style. Yes, I am gambling every night for Fox Sports on the NBA playoffs. It has been a struggle. I was under five hundred. Now I'm ten games over five hundred, getting hot heading into the finals, and I think. We will do a lot of NBA Finals on the show. Maybe we'll, a couple segments. Actually, we'll do that next. So coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, ratings are down for the NBA Finals. They probably won't be great Sunday, although the Bucks are desperate for a win. I'll tell you why I think this is the second best bet of the entire postseason. Game three of the NBA Finals will be a significantly large bet for me. Feeling good about it. We'll tell you about that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. 
I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Interrupting an amazing weekend in sports. Khloe Kardashian posted some photo on Instagram. You know, one of these thirst traps. Lamar Odom decided to chime in with a comment that was, uh, he just wrote hottie with a bunch of these like emojis, which is like, I, you know, heart and kisses and all that crap. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Tristan Thompson, who I think has a kid or two, I don't know, maybe three with, uh, with Khloe Kardashian. Followed up Lamar Odom's comment with, God brought you back the first time. Play if you want. Different results. What on earth are you doing, Tristan Thompson, who repeatedly, according to all the reports, cheated on Khloe Kardashian, which is why their, you know, relationship, whatever's done, is now basically th- threatening Lamar Odom to stay away. I mean, this is, uh, the NBA always just stays crazy. Um, absolutely crazy. Speaking of um, crazy NBA, Listen, I'm not doing anything on this, but I don't know if you guys saw the reports. There's this incredible high school basketball player out here on LeBron's son's team. His name's Amari Bailey. This guy's like one of the top recruits in the country. Awesome player. I mean, he's like a 10th grader, 11th grader. He's just awesome. You know, Drake is coming to his games. And then next thing you know, Drake is sitting next to this guy's mom. And then next thing you know, you, you look closer at the mom and you're like, well, she's really young. And... Then she has like 200,000 followers on Instagram and you go to it and you're just like, it's all like, you know, bikini shots or whatever. And now there's all these reports that Drake is dating this kid's mom. And it's just like, the basketball's a little wild right now. It's almost like people are trying to make up for unimpressive finals. Bucks, Suns. The games have been fine, but it's like, come on, the storylines just aren't there. And they're they're coming up with all these wacky, like Drake dating one of the top high school players in the country's Moms, and then he took her to like a special dinner at Dodger Stadium, and she's like an Instagram influencer slash IG model or whatever you want to call it. Like NBA is just always crazy. Um, I I think you know I opened the show talking about how this will be the second to last Saturday show I ever do. Um, I just I do wonder if the NBA Finals will be done by next Saturday show. My guess would be yes. Um. I think the Suns end up winning the series, but I will tell you guys this right now. Game three has to be, and I do not like this team at all, an automatic bet on the Milwaukee Bucks. Down 0-2, going home. Phoenix in first two games was favored by five and a half at home. Phoenix was. They covered both times. I picked the Suns both times. Easy money. The Bucks are favored by four at home. We're talking about a nine- point swing 
nine and a half point swing between games two and three. That's insane. Now, I will make this case for the Bucs. I, I picked the Suns in the series. I thought it could be four, maybe five. The case to be made for Milwaukee is that Phoenix came in with uh, several advantages, right? The backcourt advantage, massive. The bench advantage, massive. And I think the coaching advantage, Monty Williams, sorry, Budenholzer fans, Monty Williams, who had never won a playoff series in his life before this postseason, has an advantage. If you guys noticed, the last two games, the Suns lost key members of that bench to injury, and it's unclear if they'll have Torrey Craig for game three. Now, I know what you're going to say. Torrey Craig, Jay, he doesn't swing a series. You're betting on a game based on Torrey Craig? Well, let's back up. They lose Dario Saric in game one. ACL injury done for the series. Now you lose Torrey Craig in game two. The Suns basically had a nine-man rotation. Coming off the bench, Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson, two instrumental key guys, and then Craig and Saric would play, you know, between eight to 20 minutes a game. But it gave the Suns the option to go small and wing heavy. Obviously, they need to rest Aiton. And they can match anything the Bucks want to do. And it's like, ooh, they're very versatile here. They can go small. They could play big with Aiton. Boy, the Suns are perfect. And now you lose two of those key guys. I'm just going to say, did you guys look closely at the box score from Thursday night's game? Because three starters. Played over 40 minutes. Guys, I'm just saying, this is a tired Suns team. Chris Paul is 35. It might be 36. This is a team that looked gassed at the end. They nearly blew it. I love, absolutely love the Milwaukee Bucks favor by four at home. And I don't even like the Bucks in the series. But when you tell me DeAndre Ayton played 42 minutes, Chris Paul, 41, and he struggled in the fourth. Bunch of turnovers there. The Bucs were within six with about four minutes left. And Devin Booker played 44 minutes. They made 23 pointers. They shot 50% from deep. And they still, it was like a six point game with four minutes left. They ended up winning by 10, but I'm just telling you right now, I love the Bucs. Love them at home in game three. If you've looked at their role players, they've done jack squat in the first two games on the road. Drew Holiday's been terrible. Uh, Chris Middleton, invisible in game two. Team high, minus 15. P.J. Tucker's done nothing. Bryn Forbes cannot get unlocked. And they need Bryn Forbes. Don't scoff at Bryn Forbes. The Bucks need that bench. Pat Connaughton had a pretty good game, but really had a couple bricks badly in late in the fourth, a, a turnover and a, and a missed wide-open shot. Um, the role players play better at home. I love the Bucks in game three. I think the Suns probably win game four, and they win it in five. But I will be going heavy on the Milwaukee Bucks to cover four. In game three. Now, if you rank the sporting events this weekend, there's a strong argument that the NBA Finals is number four. Three would be Conor McGregor, who we'll talk about in two minutes with a guest. Conor McGregor's third match with Dustin Poirier. I think England, Italy, for me, is second, although I'm really in love with this England team. Raheem Sterling, I followed him on the gram this week. I'm just so impressed by him. Raheem Sterling, hope I'm saying that correctly. Raheem, Raheem has to be a top 10 soccer player in the world based on this Copa America tournament. He is unguardable. His speed is unmatched. England's only chances in the second half and extra time against Denmark were, hey, get the ball to Raheem, let him take on three guys, 
and see what he can draw. Now, he did draw a foul that was questionable. It ended up leading to a penalty kick, which a lot of people were complaining about. I get that. But Sterling has been so impressive. And Italy versus England is going to be amazing tomorrow. But number one has to be Neymar versus Messi. It has to. It doesn't get much better than this. Argentina and Brazil tonight? We'll talk about all of that next year on Fox Sports Radio with our guest, John Paul Morosi. But first... Here's Isaac Lowenkron with What's Trending. Good morning, Jason. And we start at the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon, where Australia's Ashley Barty took the first set over Karolina Pliskova of the Czech Republic 6-3. The second set went to a tie break. And here's how it ended just moments ago on Radio Wimbledon. Second serve to the backhand. It's a double fault from Ash Barty. And Karolina Pliskova, the Czech has taken set number two. What an effort that is. Barty couldn't serve it out. And as a result, we're heading to a third and final set. And right now in the first game of the final set, Barty and Pliskova are tied at 40 in the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon. So we'll find out if Pliskova can pull out the comeback or whether Ashley will Barty Hardy. <laughs> I should have apologized in advance for that one. Isaac's that I think on his it. game, yes. Uh, what game there is, what, what, what we've got to work with. Baseball Friday night. The Mariners over the Angels 7-3. Mitch Hedegar of Seattle, the game-winning Grand Slam home run in the bottom of the eighth. But no one's really talking about that because of what Shohei Otani did. It is 33rd home run of the season. It was a 463-footer soaring into the upper deck at Seattle's T-Mobile Park. Giants over the Nationals 5-3. San Francisco's got the best record in baseball at 55-32. and Diamondbacks over the Dodgers 5-2. Arizona has the worst record in baseball, but has won 3-4. of four. The Dodgers have actually lost 4-5. of five. Finally, in the NFL, the Kansas City Star reports the Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark has been charged with felony weapons possession stemming from an arrest in March. Clark was also arrested in a separate incident in June for allegedly having an Uzi in his car. That particular case remains under investigation. Busy offseason. Jason, back to you. Yeah, I mean, I was shucks. We didn't even talk about Andy Reid's son. Is he in jail yet or what? Uh, I'd have to have check to on that. Back. I know he's no longer with the team, though. Yeah, clearly. All right, thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre. Um, let's bring in John Paul Morosi, covers MLB for the MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio, MLB Insider. JP, how you doing, man? Jason, I am outstanding. And uh, as you alluded to earlier, what a weekend of sports we have for us. I'm actually speaking to you from Milwaukee. We had a game here last night on YouTube, the Brewers, the first place Brewers and the Reds. And, of course, uh, good to see a lot of green in the stands as well as uh, Milwaukee fans representing the Bucks hoping that they can rally from this 0-2 deficit yeah. there in the NBA Finals. One doesn't think of Milwaukee as a, as a center of sports, but between the Brewers, the Bucks, and this Aaron Rodgers drama, I mean, you're at ground zero basically out there in Milwaukee right now. Uh, but let's actually start with what Otani did last night because this dude is, I mean, I, he's the biggest, biggest story of the first half of the MLB season, without question, correct? He's the biggest story for me on the positive side, probably in the entire sports world Ooh, outside of yeah. uh, the, those two soccer finals that you were alluding to, which we'll get to as well. But when you think about what Otani is doing, he is leading the major leagues, Jason, in home runs by five over <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And oh, by the way, he's also one of the elite pitchers in baseball. And to me, the next couple of days, 
one of the best stories in baseball is trying to learn exactly how Kevin Cash is planning to deploy him in the All-Star game. I, I am someone who believes that you, you let him come in as a pitcher midway through the game, uh, and then maybe he replaces your DH, then you lose your DH, and then he just gives you a couple innings and some at-bats, and you have some fun with him in the middle part of the game. But, Jason, he is such a show, truly a show, uh, no pun intended uh, on his nickname, but he, he really is someone who you cannot take your eyes off of when he's on the field, no matter what he is doing. And I really think that you, you consider transformative players in the sport. I hope that he is someone who, when, when youth baseball coaches, when parents see what he's doing, that we can dispense with these notions that have existed as a false paradigm in, in, in baseball in our country for a long time, which is, oh, you have to choose hitter or pitcher at a young age, or you have to choose between baseball and basketball or baseball and football. No, you don't. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he's doing at the highest level there is. He is doing two incredibly difficult disciplines at the same time. He is to me, stretching the bounds of what athletes can do in the same way that Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders and Brian Jordan once did. All these things are possible. And when you think about that ballpark uh, in Seattle, I, I covered a season's worth of games there back in 2005, and Jason Otani hit that baseball at an area where people did not hit the ball during <laughs> batting practice. That is how good Shohei Otani is on both sides of the game. Yeah, I, I do have to just say, I was stunned when I just heard you say Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, and then you slipped in Brian Jordan. People forget about Brian Jordan. He was another one of those dudes. Well done, uh, John Paul. All right, so but let me ask about Otani real quick, big picture with the Angels. As great as he is, I mean, he's the biggest draw right now in baseball. He's massive for the All-Star weekend. I, I just I looked at the standings, and the Angels, four and a half back of the wild card. Where are you on their postseason chances? I mean, it feels like they probably have to make a move here at some point to – uh, get this team in the postseason, right? They do, and obviously Trout's been out for a while, uh, and that has hampered them throughout the middle part of the season. And their rotation. The rotation remains a legitimate concern, as it has been for years, really. Uh, there's a reason why Mike Trout has not played in the playoff game since 2014, and that reason is not Mike Trout. <laughs> the reason is what happens on the mound for the Angels. And yeah. so uh, I think you're right, Jason, that right now as they stand in fourth place, uh, again, they're behind the Mariners as well. They're behind a very quality second-place team in the A's. The, the Astros have been one of the best teams in baseball over the last two months. So, candidly, I don't see a really good path for them mm. to make the playoffs this year unless they, they find a way to get some controllable pitching, but that's the hardest thing yeah. in the game to acquire. They also have, by the way, in Jared Walsh, a, a really revelatory player as well who actually notably – earlier in his career, was a relief pitcher, too. Of course, he's a, an outfielder and first baseman uh, who, who in the past was a reliever, but now he's just strictly focusing on offense. But I think overall you consider what the Nationals have been able to do, or the, the Angels, rather, with their group, and, of course, Rendon playing at, th at third base. He's been injured a little bit, too. So, to me, there, there are uh, some concerns there where I would say, Jason, there's still probably a pitcher or two away from serious playoff contention. Yeah. It just feels like they're they're one, the the GM should go all in because and I'm sure baseball would love it if they did that cuz Otani yes. in the postseason would be electric. Uh love to see him on Fox. All right, uh John Paul, let's move to soccer. I'm I've called this a summer of soccer and I I'm loving the Euro. Um I'm loving Copa America. 
you know, we have FIFA at home. I started a uh, a career on FIFA with this. You know, in real life, me and my family bought a soccer team along with an, a large a large group of uh, folks um, in, in Liga MX uh, in Mexico. And um, oh, wonderful! Yeah, it's it's exciting. So I'm all in on soccer, and I just I want to hear your input. You know, I, I I didn't know you were a huge soccer guy, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. I've been prattling on about soccer for a few weeks on the radio, and I'm sure people have been saying, Jason, just who cares. It's here, though, right? Is it not? Soccer's here? Well, it is. And, and one of the things, and certainly I, I, I speak as a, largely a, a baseball journalist, and I do some hockey broadcasting as well, but soccer, I have found as a parent, and, and as, as you can sort of speak from a family standpoint, too, it is a wonderful sport to introduce your kids to. Uh, my daughters play the sport, uh, and, and on, a, on a Saturday, Sunday morning, it's a wonderful thing. You're getting the family going in the morning on a day like this, and you flip on the TV, and you've got a great game during the league season, of course, from Germany or from Italy or from England. And it's a great way to introduce uh, just culture and understanding and, and, and differences about uh, the way the game is played in different nations. And, of course, as you talk about Liga Amekis, which is a, such a great product and, and here in North America as well, it's a fun way to teach your kids about athleticism, culture in the world and as a, as a translation now you, you look at how young and how engaged the fan bases are and jason i would say this too it, you really enjoy that when you're watching a game whether it's on a saturday morning or a weekday with these great european championship games going on you know exactly how long the game is going to last yes and and that's a nice thing it really is it's a it's a it's a nice tidy part of your day where you know exactly how long it's going to be. And believe me, I love the timeless nature of baseball, but I also appreciate the, the relatively expressed version of sports that soccer gives you and, and the continuous action in the sport, the personalities. And you were referencing earlier Sterling, what a great player and personality he is. Of course, Harry Kane, the story of England trying to win only the second major international trophy in the history of that country uh, and all that England has done for for, for football around the world, and of course, they're going up against Italy, and I, I will admit my own bias here about how attached I am to the Azzurri and the way oh. Roberto Mancini has, has uh, really led that team and, and, and the, the tremendous midfield play and possession they have had with the way that Jorginho has played and Locatelli as well. I, I love the way Insigne has played forward. Chiesa has been a revelation for the Italians. So I'm certainly uh, very invested, let's say, in, in, in Italy having success yeah. because it's, it's my country as well. And so it's been a lot of fun to watch it. But then, as you referenced, Neymar and Messi both competing for a major international uh, championship for the first time with their own country at the senior level, the senior most level, of course, at the Olympics aside uh, there for Neymar. I mean, it's, it's going to be yeah. a tremendous spectacle. And, and when you watch these anthems, Jason, and the pride and the passion, you scan the crowd and, and, the, and the fans, something is happening there. And yeah. I've, I've taken my wife, who is not really a sports fan, to, uh, to soccer matches in Italy and Portugal before. And, and when you step in those venues, Jason, as you well know, whether it's in Mexico or Europe or the U.S., it really has a grip on you. And I'll say this as well. We're also speaking at a time when we're seeing international stars playing for the U.S. national team, whether it's Weston McKinney, who was so great playing in Serie A. I watched him closely there for Juve and, and what Pulisic has done. And you've got Serginho Des playing for Barca. I mean, the U.S. national team, one of the great stories we're going to see in our country in the next year and a half, is the qualification for World Cup 2022, and the U.S., just just wait. I say to anybody who's a skeptic, just wait, 
when the U.S. national team is going next year and playing in the World Cup, it's going to be a spectacle for our whole country to really enjoy and behold. Listen to that passion. I love it. John Paul Morozzi, MLB Network slash massive soccer fan. Uh, John Paul, hey, thanks a lot for the good stuff this morning. Enjoy the monster sports weekend and, uh, and the All-Star break as well. Can't wait, Jason. There's so many great storylines. Give me a yes. call anytime, my friend. We will we'll span the globe. Liga <laughs> Mekis. What a great league Liga Mekis is as well. So, yes. felicidades on, on your involvement there as well. All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. Have a great weekend. Uh, John Paul Morosi. Look at that. He went deep on soccer. I'm impressed. I come away from I mean, he's even got the little accents on the Italian players. My wife's family is Italian, so I kind of have to pull for Italy today, but it's tough to not pull for England. I mean, come on. They've never won Euro. The, the Euro Cup. And, I mean, this is a team that everybody had been doubting. And Oh, what a great storyline. Oh, monster weekend in sports. All right, coming up next, we are going to go into uh, McGregor Poirier. I don't know if you guys have seen the line movement. Kind of fishy. But first of all, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion, and I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I was telling a, a buddy about the soccer team we invested in. And, you know, he was, he was kind of stunned and uh, a little disappointed that I did not include him or ask him if he wanted, wanted in. But someone else overheard the conversation and, you know, he's like, Jay, hey, what do you think about this? And I said, well, I don't know. Don't tell me what you think. Tell me what's in your portfolio. Like, I don't want to know about potential investments and maybe this could pop. I want to know, did you invest? And I need to let you guys know right now that I just went and bet the bucks at minus four, minus 113. So it could be headed toward minus four and a half. Um, I also, for fun, took two soccer underdogs, Argentina and England. Uh, Argentina tonight. Just that's a messy play. That's heart overhead. Probably will regret it. And I bet England, which, I, you know, they're probably not going to win as well, but I believe the game's at Wembley, so big, big home court advantage. But the one I haven't bet yet is Poirier McGregor, and this is what's so weird about that situation. So Conor McGregor was the favorite, and then all of a sudden this week, all this money came pouring in on the underdog, Poirier. So now, fight day, actually yesterday, the day before the fight, Conor McGregor suddenly an underdog? All of the influential money is on Poirier. The casuals, people popping into Vegas, coming here for the weekend, coming in for the fight, they're all betting McGregor. What side do you think you want to be on after hearing that? Okay. I personally thought McGregor was washed after Poirier beat the tar out of him last time. I mean, Poirier really knocked him the hell out. And it felt like that was a wrap on his career. Now, McGregor did come out recently and say, listen, I wasn't locked in last time we met, okay? I was thinking about a big payday boxing match against Manny Pacquiao, okay? that That's a real thing. He was going to fight Pacquiao, and he wasn't locked in on Poirier. And he, he said this that was interesting, uh, Conor McGregor. It's difficult to mean mug a guy in, you know, leading up to the fight and act all tough and look like you want to kill him and tear his head off and then walk away and you go feed your baby a bottle and you read a book, a little story book to your kid. Like, it, it's difficult to do that and he did not compartmentalize and he wasn't focused. Now, you could either say, okay, that's reality or those are excuses. So what did Conor McGregor do this time? He sequestered, he left his family here to train for this fight. So based on that alone, you would think he's really ready and he's going to come back and crush Poirier like he did the first meeting. But first meeting was like 2014. That was when it was still, oh, Conor McGregor, yeah, the former plumber. That guy's a killer. And that's real. He was a plumber in Ireland. That's like a real thing. 
That's what hardened him. He came out of a tough area. Conor McGregor's story is the stuff of legend. It's really a great story, coming out of absolutely nothing, and now the guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. But the Marvin Hagler quote still applies. It's tough to get up and run and grind at 5 a.m. when you're sleeping in silk sheets. And Conor McGregor's been in silk sheets for several years now. And he's lost two out of his last three fights and four out of his last six. Now, you could say, wow, one of those was Mayweather. Fine. I don't think Mayweather was as much of a fight as it was an exhibition. Um, but I, don't, I, I just don't know if you can turn it on and off at this stage in your career if you're Conor McGregor. Maybe you can. Maybe McGregor destroys him. But it, I'm curious, all that big, big money, not the casual $50, $100, $15 bets, that's all on McGregor. So I, I, I would just preach, be careful, folks, if you want to back Conor McGregor. Now, I know he has a huge following and people love him, I, I don't want to go too far and compare Conor McGregor to Michael Jordan with the Wizards because uh, that Michael Jordan was very good. He just couldn't win anything. You know, he was with the Wizards. He had some really good games. But he's old. He wasn't the same guy he was. And don't try to sit here and tell me Conor McGregor's the same fighter that he was five years ago. That's just not real. Too much has happened. He's made too much money. It's just not realistic. But it's I can understand how everybody can still root for him. Conor McGregor, great story. Talks a lot of trash. Easy to get behind him. So that that fight will be good. All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number two rolls along. I'll talk a little bit more about the departure. Next week will be the final week of this Saturday show. Going to take some time off. Going to get Saturdays back to myself. Are we going to talk NFL next? Maybe. We'll see. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Our number two here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, ladies and gentlemen, Jason McIntyre. Another gorgeous morning out here in sunny Los Angeles. I will have to say, I've been out here in L.A. for five years now. And when we first moved out here, it was June of 2016. And every morning it would be cloudy. We live near the beach. And I was like, that is so weird. It's like cloudy. And then I heard of this thing that I'd never heard of before called the marine layer. And apparently June gloom, that's like a thing out here in L.A., if you live near a beach, there's this thing called the marine layer that covers, uh, you know, June mornings for basically the entire month so it doesn't get sunny till like 1, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And I love that. I learned to absolutely love it. Now here we are in July, and you wake up, and the sun's just blistering. And it's not super hot where I am, but it's like, you can't really go out and run at 7 a.m. when it's super bright and sunny. It's just you you just sweat your butt off. And I miss and love the June gloom marine layer. It's totally gone now. Every morning it's super sunny out here. Um, and, you know, maybe the sun is saying that we got a great weekend ahead. What a weekend of sports it is. Last night it started with Otani upper deck blast. Um, he, he is the real deal in Major League Baseball. But that was just like a... I mean, uh, can I call it an aperitif? No, no, that's an after. Oh, that's bad. I was going to say an appetizer, and I pivoted to aperitif, which is totally incorrect. Last night was like an appetizer. Um, This Wimbledon final that Isaac's talking about is actually kind of good. Although, Isaac, I've never heard of either Barty in my life until just now or Pliskova, um, who I'm assuming, Isaac, is the Czechoslovakian with the thigh tattoo and the other arm tattoo? 
Because you don't usually see that on tennis players at Wimbledon. J- Jason, unlike you, <laughs> I evaluate these world-class elite competitors purely on their skills and ability. That being said, uh, before the match, uh, she did happen to lean over, and I said, is that a, a, a thigh tattoo yeah. at, don't at see Wimbledon? That tennis players. Yeah. It's, it's... Tennis is a country club sport, let's be real. Yeah. Now, around the world, maybe it's a little less of a country club sport, but it's still not a thigh tattoo sport. I bet you, of the top 100 women and men in uh, on the, on the, on the uh, rankings... Maybe three have thigh tattoos. And Maybe. frankly, and frankly, I think the sport is all the poorer for it. Yes. I mean, we should have a John Daly equivalent in mm. in tennis, for example. A kind of a what is it? Kenny Powers on Eastbound and and Down. Never seen that. It. That would give a. I've seen clips. That would give a whole new dimension. More thigh tattoos for tennis. I well, there say. it is. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Isaac, but it's over. Um, what's her name? Hit it, thigh tat hit it into the net, and Barty wins. Uh, is that her first tennis uh, major? How long. Actually, here's the final point on Radio Wimbledon. You want to hear it live? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. But for how long? Second serve, lands. Backhand return from Pliskova. Backhand slice from Barty. Pliskova with a forehand down the centre of the court. Now a backhand into the net. Ash Barty sinks to her knees. She is the Wimbledon champion of 2021. She has emulated her hero, Yvonne Gulagon-Corley, who won this title half a century ago and regained it in 1980 and now Ash Barty has lived up to her idol growing up. She can't believe what she's achieved. Pretty cool, yeah. actually. Uh, I, listen, I'm not a, I, I'm a big tennis, I like playing tennis. Um, I, I'm entering a tennis tournament actually in a couple weeks. That's part of the reason the show has to end next week because I'm in a tennis tournament the following weekend and then I'm in a volleyball tournament the following weekend. Um, and then there is some summer travel. But uh, listen, tennis is a really fun sport. It's super, a uh, great, great workout. By the way, I, I know I sounded like an idiot when I said everybody wants three things earlier, um, to be happy, fit, and wealthy. But I, for the first time, went back to the gym to, like, lift this week. Felt pretty good. It was pretty empty. I don't, I don't, Isaac, have you been back to a gym since COVID ended or no? Unfortunately, I canceled my membership Did you? because wow. of COVID. Yeah, I was so freaked out about, yeah. you know, all the germs and touching the bars and even with the wipes and stuff. So I kind of do, uh, well, my main workout is chasing around four, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Yes. But that's another story. That but is yeah, a lot of work. No. It, it's more of a body weight workout thing. And I feel terrible because I think all these gyms have really lost a ton yeah. of business yeah. from people like me. 100%. L- listen, we, we paused our membership and they're so desperate to keep you back. They let us pause it for literally 14 months. Um, so we pa- so we have like it extended. Um, and I went back in and lifted. It's pretty empty there. It felt pretty good. And then what I did yesterday was something I hadn't done in also about 15 months. Is called F45. I don't know if any of you out there have done it or tried it. It is, it's called Functional 45. It's, you know, kind of a chain around the country. And um Funny story, speaking of uh, investing in soccer teams, we almost invested in F45 in our town. Um, I actually connected the guy who worked at F45, who I knew, to uh, the person who had the space. And I was all excited to get in on the deal. And here's the funniest part. The person who had the space was the big money person. They were like, why would we cut in this third person? Let's just us two do it. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And I, I was a little, I was like, that. well, that kind of sucks. That could have been an easy investment. And the wife was like, no, we don't want to invest in a gym. So I was like, all right, fine. Well, we didn't get invited anyway. And of course, COVID hits like six months later and at 45, it just shut down. But it was good to go back. Um, it's a hardcore workout. This is how hardcore it is. Later on in the day, we're watching a family show together and your boy just falls asleep. <laughs> Afternoon, like 3.45, I just passed out. And I, you know, as I'm waking up, I'm like, hey, wake me up. I need, I need to do this and that and the other. Give me like 45 minute nap. Turns out they don't wake me up. 90 minutes later, I wake up groggy. I'm like, what time is it? What is today? Did I miss the radio show? You know, like you get that weird afternoon nap yeah. and you're deep out. But that's the sign of a good workout, though. That means you <laughs> hit it hard. Now, I hit it hard. Yeah. I'm curious, though, Jason, what's the clientele like during this return to the gym? Is it kind of like it was before, or is no. it just the hardcore weightlifting stereotypical guys who uh, grunt and slam their weights down the when they're done with a set? No, no. Mm. It wasn't even that many people, dude. I mean, usually it's packed. Like, you don't have to battle for machines. I was in and out in, like, 35 minutes. I'm quick. I don't go and, like, yuck it up with a bunch of people. I'm just there with the headphones, go in and get the workout and leave. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, dads with their personal trainers, um, couple moms on the Stairmaster. I mean, you know, in a room that usually probably has 50 people in it, huge room, huge space. There was probably like 20, you know, so it's definitely not packed. Um, and you can get some great gym discounts for sure. The F45, I think Isaac is probably a better on ramp for you. I will note in a class of, I don't know, 20 people, there was like four guys. Um, so that's. Always, you know, productive. I see what um, you mean. Yes. So at any rate, enough with my workouts. Um, I read this awesome piece. You guys know, uh, I know the show's ending, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try to still impart wisdom on you. I read this incredible piece, How to Work Hard, by someone named Paul Graham. Um, I don't know if it'll come up when you Google it. I forget where I saw it. But it's really smart. This guy, Paul Graham, I don't know who he is. He might be a philosopher. And if it does sound like I've gotten into some philosophy lately... I'm telling you, man, the West Coast will change you. I have been one of those, like, weirdo guys about, like, eating healthy now out here. Um, I know a lot of people want to eat healthy, but it's a lot easier out here when the weather's great and you're outdoors all the time. Um, and, and I've started to get into some philosophy. Not like Patrick Swayze philosophy in Point Break, but some interesting stuff. And um, this guy, Paul Graham, has written some great stuff. What I really loved about this is there are three ingredients to great work. Natural ability, practice, and effort. You can do pretty well with just two, but to do the best work, you need all three. You need great natural ability and to have practiced a lot and to be trying very hard. And I'm telling you, it sounds easier said than done. Oh, yeah, I have some ability and I practice and I give it my best. But do you? Think really hard. Do you? A guy like Giannis in the NBA Finals has been, you know, pilloried a lot the last couple postseasons. He's won a couple MVPs. He's taken some shots from the media, rightfully so. When you're the MVP and then you lose as a favorite in the playoffs twice, like, not a great look. Um, does he have natural ability? Obviously. No question. There is innate ability, but some of it is, as James Harden liked to note, man, the guy's like seven foot, can dribble like the length of the floor in four dribbles or something crazy. Like, that's more his body frame and he's just a unicorn. But besides 
Uh, natural ability, ability, you need practice and effort. And this is where I get it gets interesting with Giannis. The free throw stuff has become become you know pretty funny. The opponents, fans count it out when he's at the line and usually get to 12 because he's taken too long. But I will say this. It looked like Giannis never had practiced his free throws, right? He was struggling from the line. I will tell you this, guys. If you think about that Hawk series and so far in the finals and you go back to where he was against the Nets where he was really struggling from the line like multiple air balls, I'm telling you guys, undeniably, Giannis is practicing. He is practicing his free throws. He has a new routine. There's no doubt about that. And maybe it's a little long-winded, but the guy is putting in the effort. This is the definition of working hard. And in game two of the finals, Giannis was otherworldly. I mean, I, I, it's not going to go down as like a historically good performance because they lost. But 42 minutes, 12 boards, 11 of 18 from the line. I know that doesn't sound amazing. It was pretty good. 11 of 18 for him is pretty good. 15 of 22 shooting. He missed seven shots. Four of them were three-pointers. The guy was just unbelievable. Great game, but they lost because his team let him down. And I, I just think Giannis, I can't beat him up anymore. I, you can't. I know James Harden's taken shots. I've taken shots. Everybody pretty much has. Um... But in that series against the Brooklyn Nets, he shot 42% on free throws. He was up to 49 against the Hawks. And now he's up to 59 in the finals so far. He is working on it, guys. The guy's working hard. He is putting in the effort. You have to work hard. And it sounds easy, but are you giving it your all? Are you going all out? And... It, it to me and and like I'm the guy who coaches his kids, you know, in sports, and I can see when my kids are just going through the motions so they can get back to play Roblox or Fortnite. Which, by the way, we started playing Fortnite at our house. I'm not playing it, but my son got into it. My daughter got into it a little bit, and like I can tell whatever we're doing sports wise, or what, if they're playing with their friends. The thought is, I can't wait to get back to Fortnite and play a couple rounds. And I can, and I'm trying to convey that to them. Like, listen, you want to get better at math? What do you do? You practice a little bit every day. And then now you did a great job at math in fourth grade, and you got in like the, the top math group or whatever it's called for the extra math work um, and, and working on some pre-algebra stuff. Like, that's putting forth the effort. Are you doing it in everything? You know? Are you putting forth the effort in basketball, in soccer? Do you want to get better? And like, you know, I, again, like you, you only want to push kids so far when they're young. I know some dads going way, way, way hard, like doing five days a week of certain sports. And like, that's going to burn kids out when you're eight and 10 years old. But I'm trying to convey, you're not going to get anything just because you practice it a little bit. You've got to really work hard. And I've seen the work from Giannis. I don't think they're going to win the championship this year. Who knows? Yeah. Things have happened throughout the postseason. Guys get injured um, and teams prevail. I mean, the Suns were about to get rolled by the Lakers. Anthony Davis goes down. That's a wrap. You know? It's over. Suns prevail. Um, Clippers finally get by the Jazz. Kawhi doesn't play and Clippers get bounced. But, like, some of these guys, you wonder if they're putting in the work. 
And I'll before we get to break, I'll just mention quickly this Kyle Kuzma stuff that popped up this week. Um, I like Kuzma. I have, you know, been critical of him at times. I think I said famously on Undisputed, Kyle Kuzma as is is as reliable as the Wi-Fi in my basement, um, which is to say unreliable. And people are trying to talk like, oh, the Lakers might trade Kuzma in some package for Kemba Walker. I was like, just pipe down with that. That's not happening. And you start to dig into Kuzma and look closely and like, he was given a major effort those first two years when he was the guy or the number two guy. He was working his butt off trying super hard. Do you still think he's putting in that effort? He's now like doing male modeling stuff. He's dating uh, someone famous, model. Um, I'm not saying he's not putting in the work. I'm just asking, is he? I don't know. I don't know what Kyle Kuzma is doing in the offseason. But he doesn't look to me like the same player. Now, it could just be that he lost confidence playing with LeBron. He's not getting the shots. But you have to adjust. You have to. And personally, I think the Kyle Kuzma for Kemba stuff is nonsense and there's zero chance of it happening. That being said, can you really rule out anything when it comes to the NBA? All right, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Can I tell you why I don't really care about this Aaron Rodgers nonsense? I'm sick of it. Aaron, poop or get off the pot. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. 
I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. I got somebody coming up next to talk about a uh, media story. Remember when we used to do media on the show a lot? It's kind of dialed down in recent years. But man, sports media was super hot. I don't know, 2011 to like 2017. And then it kind of cooled down a little bit. It wasn't as spicy. Man, there was a big story this week. We'll get to that soon. Um, can we talk about Aaron Rodgers for a sec? I know he's absolutely loving all this attention. Aaron Rodgers basically is sitting back like, I'm not going to commit, and I'm liking that everybody's talking about me. I'm liking that I'm engaged to an actress, and I'm playing golf, and I'm the man now. I'm the captain. Look at me. I'm the guy. That's what Aaron Rodgers is basically telling you. It's funny, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. The Bucks could go undefeated. That is not hyper hyperbole. Go look at their schedule. First Super Bowl champion of the Super Bowl era to return every starter on offensive defense. The Bucks should be the offseason story. That is a legit storyline. Can they go undefeated? Schedule's out, folks. <laughs> it's not hard. Division got super easy with Drew Brees retiring. Don't give me this Jameis Winston nonsense. Or Taysom Hill, whichever you prefer. But the Bucks and Brady should be the story, not Aaron Rodgers. The idea of Aaron Rodgers leaving is awesome. I love it. In the NBA, I love this stuff. Why? Because the players actually have the power. Bradley Beal says he wants out of Washington. He's going to be somewhere else, probably where he wants to be. In the NFL, it stinks because the players don't have the power. Aaron Rodgers says he wants out, doesn't like how the what the Packers have done to him the last couple years. But is he really going to leave? And that's why I'm basically at my wit's end with him. It's like, dude, I get it. You want out, you're upset. Do something about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You want to sit out? Fine, sit out. They're not going to make you pay back the money for all you've done for that franchise. Do they want their entire fan base hating them? They want to go to war with... The best or second best player in franchise history? Who, who's number one? Favre? Is it Rodgers number one? Favre? I mean, you can flip-flop. You want Packers fans to realize what life is like without a franchise quarterback? Let Aaron Rodgers not get his way. If you don't pay him or do whatever he says, you're going to be a six-win team. You'll be the Detroit Lions until you find another franchise quarterback. And go ask the Miami Dolphins how tough it is to find a franchise quarterback. Go ask my, my, my New York Jets, who I still maintain have never had a franchise quarterback since I've been alive. 
I loved Ken O'Brien too, guys. Wasn't a franchise QB. Chad Pennington. Sorry, he was not a franchise quarterback. Mark Sanchez, baby! Two ASC title games. Was not a franchise quarterback. I believed in Sam Darnold, and I can laugh about it now because it was woefully off. You don't have a franchise quarterback. You're just twisting in the wind. You're, you're fodder for the good teams. And Packers fans, go ahead. Packers management, have that ego. Test Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. You're afraid to kowtow to him and give him power. Why? He has all the power. With him, you're 12-13 win team. And you're in the Super Bowl mix every year. You just went to two AFC uh, NFC title games in a row. Without him, you're a six-win team. Six might be generous. You guys know I do a lot of gambling. And we talk about gambling all the time. Talk to any sportsbook operator you want. The quarterback that has the most impact on the point spread is Aaron Rodgers. Pat Mahomes is up there. Brady's up there. But it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the weakest supporting cast by a mile. Before Brady got to Tampa, Jameis Winston had them at 7-8 wins every year. They were right there, 500 on the cusp of the playoffs. Brady arrives, they make the jump to light speed. Super Bowl champs. Patrick Mahomes was on the bench while Alex Smith took them to the playoffs. Now, Super Bowl wins. Super Bowl contender every year. Wait until Aaron Rodgers leaves, if he does. They will be a five to six win team. They just, that team is not talented. Look at the defense. The offensive line has holes. I just said I started digging into the NFC North. They lost their center. The Bakhtiari, their left tackle, will not be around for at least the first month, maybe longer. The skill position players are okay. They're good. Uh, Devontae Adams is elite. After him, eh. The defense is just not that great. So Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm getting sick of the storyline, but man up and do something. Do it. Call their bluff. If you say you're going to sit out, we know you're going to stay in shape. You're naturally talented. Sit out. I, I think I would love it. I mean, I would, I would hate it from an NFL watching standpoint. The Packers, all these national TV games they get are suddenly out the window. But, oof. Like, I don't want Aaron Rodgers to be unhappy at the this late stage in his career. He probably ends up staying. The Packers hopefully end up getting smart and saying, fine, whatever you want, we'll pay you. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, I'm bringing in my guy Ryan Glassbeagle. To talk about, you know, it's a weird storyline. Two ESPN hosts are battling behind the scenes. An, a leaked audio is the reason. It's spicy. It's juicy. People are picking sides. It's ugly. We'll talk to Ryan Glassbeagle about that next. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron with What's Trending. Jason, we have a tennis thigh tattoo update coming up just for you. But first, here's how the ladies' singles final ended just moments ago at Wimbledon between Australia's Ashley Barty and Karolina Pliskova of the Czech Republic. Second serve, lands. Backhand return from Pliskova. Backhand slice from Barty. Pliskova with a forehand down the centre of the court. Now a backhand into the net! 
Ash Barty sinks to her knees. She is the Wimbledon champion of 2021. Phil Studd the call on Radio Wimbledon. And by the way, when you think of names of prim and proper British tennis commentators, Phil Studd doesn't exactly come to mind. Anyway, Barty won at 6-3-7-6-6-3. Barty's first Wimbledon title, her second career Grand Slam. She won the French Open back in 2019. Now, Jason and many others on social media noted the thigh tattoo of Karolina Pliskova, who was defeated by Barty in the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon. And Jason, I did some research. The tattoo on Pliskova's left thigh was inspired by the the artwork of the Maori tribe of New Zealand. And interestingly enough, her sister, father, and mother all have that same tattoo. She also has a tattoo on her left arm, as well as an M tattooed on her waist in honor of her husband, Michael. Now, Jason, what would your reaction be if you asked your wife to get a tattoo commemorating you? Dude, it's funny. We just had this discussion with our kids. What? Because they noted Messi had a bunch of tattoos. They were like, what's up with Messi and tattoos? Feels out of character for him. Um, And I said, guys, everybody makes their decisions. Your mom, zero tattoos. Me, zero tattoos. I did think about getting tats um, back in the day, a couple, but I never ended up getting it. Isaac, do you have any? What do you think, Jason? I'm going to go no. Thank you. Okay. But but what would your wife's reaction be, though, if you just said, hey, you know, this uh, uh, Wimbledon finalist, Pliskova, she got a tattoo in honor of her husband. Would you consider doing that for me? What do you yeah, think her reaction I, would be? I don't know. Probably no. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably are you out of your damn mind? Yes. I, I just texted my wife asking the, the same thing. So we will follow that up. But uh, that is what's trending, Jason. Back All right. To you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, Jason McIntyre, uh, joining us now. This guy covers media just about as well as anybody in the business. But bonus, bonus, he's a huge Packers guy. Aaron Rodgers is his guy. Um, He loves gambling on the NBA. He is also a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. And he's a Bucks fan. Ryan Glassbeagle. (laughs) Ryan, what's up, man? It's so good to be on here. I'm honored that you have me on your final show. As you know, from our text messages. I've been listening to it since the very beginning. I listened to your first terrestrial radio show when you filled in for Nui Scruggs on July 4th on NBC Sports Radio, I think six years ago to the day. And so I've been watching in in admiration of your journey. And I'm sad that it's coming to an end because I always would scheme ways to get in a car without my wife who doesn't let me listen to sports talk radio in the car (laughs) on Saturday morning so I could listen to you. But I'm happy that you've reached a point in your career where you're on to the next step. Yeah. Thank. Wow. Thank you for that, Ryan. Uh, I think it's, it's weird because uh, you know, you would try to get in the car. Your wife doesn't listen that lets you listen to sports talk radio at all. No, that's pretty cool. I I like, it's weird, but I like that. Uh, My wife, that hasn't made that declaration, but I would assume she would if I tried to. Listen. He doesn't let me listen to sports talk radio when she's in the car, and I don't listen. Let her listen to NPR when I'm in the car. Oh wow! Okay, um, fair enough. Uh, all right, Ryan. Let's start. First of all, are you gambling on Conor McGregor tonight? I have a few bets. There's some promo bets where. Um, am I allowed to say books or no? Yeah, go ahead. It doesn't matter. All right, so. On on Barstool, I did a 
of parlay that started two days ago. It was um, Bucks Suns game two over 219.5, which hit. And then McGregor first round KO or TKO, and that paid 10 to 1. And then I also got a promo on Rivers, which is still available, where I bet uh, McGregor to win by KO or TKO at plus 264. And then I have a couple hedges for Poirier the other way from other promos on other books. I will say this, guys. Glass Beagle has started, he's in one of these states where you can gamble. Uh, where gambling's legal. You can gamble in a ton of different places. So he's doing the arbitrage deal and cleaning up. He's got a good, pretty good scheme going. Not scheme. I mean, it's a system, and it's working. Yeah, um, I mean, some arbitrage, but more just, like, finding edges based on what the promos are or various line um, differentials and the pricing between the six or seven books that are legal in Illinois. And he's also been blocked at some places or had his uh, bet levels reduced. Like, he can't come in and put $1,000 on something. They will they'll limit him right. because he's I, been successful. Yeah, I'm limited on three or four books in terms of of what I can do. So I'm still making some money on them, but I can't just like, if I find a big misprice here to your point, I can't put like a grand on it. Wow. That stinks. All right. So you have a little money on uh, UFC tonight. Do you have any money on bucks game three Sunday night? Um, I don't have any yet. Although I have futures where I win, I don't know, like 1500 bucks. If the bucks win the title and maybe like, 1200 if the Suns do. And then the only bet so far I have for tomorrow night is I put a little bit of money on Chris Middleton over 25 and a half points. The main line is 24 and a half, but FanDuel does these alternative lines. And so I have over 25 and a half, I think at plus 104 mm. on Middleton. Middleton so definitely far. plays better at home and usually in the middle games. He usually stinks early in. At least this postseason, he's stunk early in series. I feel like the Bucks are one of the biggest locks of the postseason in Game 3. Ryan, the Suns were minus 5.5 in Games 1 and 2. Now the Bucks are minus 4 in Game 3. A 9.5-point swing. I know the Suns have a big home court advantage at home, but they went to L.A. and lost Game 3. Um, and I mean, by the Clippers. And I think... You know, I don't know that the Bucks roll them by 20, but I think the Bucks definitely cover. It'll be a big play for me, game three. I do feel good. Like, I mean, when when somebody gets down 2-0 in an NBA series and they lost both games on the road, there's this just tendency to completely bury them. And, look, we saw the Bucks come back from 2-0 against the Nets. Granted, Kyrie Irving got her... Um, and James Harden was hobbled throughout the whole series. We've also seen the Bucks lose a 2-0 lead to the Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors a couple of years ago. But how refreshing is it, Jason, that we're in a point after a year of bubble basketball where we're talking about home field advantage yeah. again? Yeah, no, certainly. And NFL and college football will definitely be the same this fall. All right, let's pivot from on-the-court NBA to off it. And this was, I think, one of the biggest stories of the week um, in sports. Um, I don't want to give... Uh, listen, at this point, everybody has to know the Rachel Nichols story with Maria Taylor. Interesting piece came out as an addition this week is that Maria Taylor, her contract is up and 
her salary demands or her ask from her agent is she's seeking about three million dollars a year. She hosts Countdown. Girl, she's seeking much more. Than well, that's the thing. That ESPN story came is out. Offering three million. What? Where do you? Oh, ESPN's offering three million a year for her to host shows. Yes, is, and do college football sidelines. Three million a year. Yes. I, she. I, mean, I, I, I don't want to say anything to get me in trouble. Uh, huh? She thinks she's worth much more than that. You know, she probably... I We're, we're entering an era, Jason, where um, the face of the network might be a little bit of a bygone role. Like, I don't know that we're going to see these people like Joe Buck or Jim Nance or from years back, what, like, Brent Musburger used to have at um, CBS. Now, granted, Mike Tirico is going to be that for NBC for presumably quite some time, but we're entering an era where high-end talents believe and are right that they can make more cobbling several jobs together than having a single full-time employer. And I actually think that yeah. Maria Taylor's calculation now, she may not make the 8 to $12 million in Stephen A. Smith money that she's reportedly um, requesting of ESPN, but I do think that at a combination of possibly NBC and Amazon, Amazon is coming into Thursday Night Football rights the season after this coming one, it's quite conceivable that she can make more money between those jobs plus having a few other things and marketing opportunities and on and on than the $3 million Wait that ESPN okay. is offering us. So uh, what's his name? Ariel Hawani, who covered UFC, is doing that, okay? Other yeah. people, Jamel Hill left to do that, but those are opinionists. Maria Taylor's not an opinionist. She's a host. You think that a host can cobble together multiple jobs and make more money than at ESPN? Also, I do you so, have the yes, spotlight? Because if she, if she couldn't, she wouldn't be turning down... ESPN's offers. I think that um, she's got to be playing from a position of relative strength based on um, what her um, I, it's, demand sounds like such a bad word, but that's what it's being reported as contract demands from ESPN. I don't think that she is making these offers to ESPN without having something in her back pocket that she can go into and have quite a lucrative career. Or is she playing the narrative that ESPN doesn't promote slash um, give opportunities to people of color and has a history of uh, not racism, but uh, not having a balanced attack of ethnicities uh, as hosts and opinionists? Or is she playing that card? Because, you know, we've seen Jamel Hill, Michael Smith, uh, Carrie Champion on down the line. And there is this narrative on social media that ESPN doesn't care about minorities. Is she playing that angle? I mean, I think that it's possible, but I don't think that she's playing that narrative without having some amount of legitimate leverage in the sense that she has legitimate offers from NBC and Amazon. I don't think that she is bluffing. Interesting. Um, what, what do you think? Uh, final question, Ryan. Do you think ESPN is at some kind of crossroads now, where they're kind of the social media is really making a lot of calls for them, and they're paying too much attention there? 
And, you know, it's less about the network and it's more about, like, the personality and the brand of each individual? It, you know, it's you wrote, what was it, in 2015, you wrote a column about John Skipper losing control of ESPN. So I don't know that crossroads is the right word for it because it's now been six or seven years, maybe even a decade back when Deadspin and you at the big lead were had ESPN playing defense all the time. Um, so I don't know that crossroads is the right word, but I do think it, it's a weird thing because you, you worked at Fox and we're not going to get too much into this, but you've observed sometimes where human resources had to get involved in um, talent disputes. Now, none of them were as explosive as what we read about in the New York Times and the Washington Post with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor, but you've probably observed a number of times where talents had issues that ended up getting worked out and didn't make their way into the press. For whatever reason, ESPN, much more so than their competition at Fox, CBS, NBC, Turner, etc., has been unable to keep their internal conflicts from spilling out externally. Mm. And if you're asking me what the reason for that is, I really don't know, but it might have to be like a two-hour podcast. <laughs> All right, we'll bring you back then, Ryan. Thanks a lot, Ryan Glassby. Go follow him at Sports Rapport, R-A-P-P-O-R-T, for gambling, media, and all that fun stuff. All right, thanks a lot, Ryan. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. Um, this Conor McGregor stuff's interesting. I, I was just seeing the line movement. We talked about it a little bit earlier and how Conor went from being the favorite to now as an underdog. And uh, we have a guest coming up at the top of next hour to talk about that. So we'll be back here in a minute here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I always wonder if the general public cares as much about internal sports media stuff or not. But I'll say this. When I had started the website, I think it was 2006, February 2006, you know, Sports posts would do fine, but the inside media stuff is what really popped and got a lot of views because you guys know how it works. The media loves to hear about the media. Why do you think we went deep? We were one of the first first sports sites to go deep on media. Deadspin was doing some of it, but they weren't doing as much of a job. They were protecting a lot of people. I went no holds barred and went after whoever. I didn't give a, I didn't care, (laughs) Um, which got me in some trouble. Fine. But it also got me to where I am today. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do know that stuff matters a lot. And you guys, listen, that's not some brand new playbook, okay? Anybody knows if you want to get the media talking about you, talk about the media. When you talk about them, they're listen. Anybody could talk about LeBron. When you talk about the media, knowledgeable, informative stuff, yeah, they listen. That's a way to generate a lot of interest. And, and Glassbeagle's been doing a lot of that. A lot of other guys are doing that. Um, I used to do that. It was fun. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just, I, at my core, I just, I'm competitive and I love sports. Um, and I, this soccer summer that's happening right now is just so fun. And, yeah, I, I I know a lot of people who've got into MMA and like I get it, you know, Vegas is popping off. Bieber had a concert last night. This feels like the reopening of Vegas. Conor McGregor fighting. Um, the pool scene's happening. By the way, I did just book my first Vegas trip uh, later this summer. Listen, ending the radio show next week is the last one here on the Saturday show. Um, we'll free up some weekends for the rest of the summer. Although the summer's busy, but again, just to reiterate, if you missed the opening, uh, this Saturday show for me will end next Saturday. It's been a great six-year run. Um, I, the daily podcast, Straight Fire, you know, took a little bit of uh, air out of the Saturday show because you could then hear me five days a week. And those numbers have been ticking up continuously for the last year. They're happy with it. So iHeart had the option after the first year to dump the podcast or keep it going. They kept it going. I said between my new deal at Fox uh, Digital, FS1, the podcast, you know what? I can, sometimes less is more. And dropping the Saturday show, you still get a lot of Jason McIntyre. I know you need your fix. I know you need it. Um, Less can be more. So 
dialing back the Saturday show, um, it, it stinks to drop it because I do love the camaraderie here with the guys in the studio. Uh, it will be nice to have some Saturday mornings back. Um, I already, it's funny, after the show ends, I already have several uh, Saturdays slammed. Um, it, it's going to be fun. Um, Summer of Jason, can I say that or not really? Um, yeah, one of those will be Vegas. Uh, but anyways, we have one final hour left here on the show. Uh, of course, this, this weekend has just such good sports. I, I guess I'll bet on Dustin Poirier, but our our guest coming up at the top of next hour in about five minutes will give you the goods on Poirier McGregor 3. We've obviously got Copa America tonight. It's just a great weekend, sports. Great weekend. Lock in, everybody. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. out here in Los Angeles. Hope everybody's having a great summer so far. The summer of soccer, I'm calling it. But this weekend, besides the soccer, there is an incredible NBA Finals Game 3 matchup, which we touched on earlier. And, of course, tonight in Vegas, Conor McGregor returns to the scene of his last fight, the Octagon, where he got destroyed by Dustin Poirier. I thought it was over for McGregor. I thought he'd just wrap up the career, pack it in, and enjoy the hundreds of million dollars and the bar fights that he had lined up for the rest of his life. But no, he's back trying to avenge the loss and to kind of make sense of whether or not you should be betting Conor McGregor or if he should even be fighting here or if he cares because he's got money dripping out of his pockets when he walks down the street. We're bringing in Jonas Knox, a guy who, I mean, if you listen to any Fox Sports radio, Jonas Knox probably does more than anybody. I like to think I work a lot. Jonas Knox is on straight out of Vegas five days a week. He's filling in on the early morning show, OutKick, uh, since Clay Travis left. And Jonas Knox basically does everything all the time. Uh, Jonas, how are you, man? Are you, how are you not working on this Saturday morning? Well, I'm a, uh, listen, it's not hard work. I'm just a slut. That's all there is <laughs> to it. Uh, this is not, it's got nothing to do with hard work. I can't say no. I don't know how to say no. So every time somebody calls, I just say, yeah, let's do it because it's fun and uh, we're having a good time. Can I start off, though, J-Mac, by telling a really fun J-Mac story that I don't know if you've told on the air that has to do with soccer, if you don't mind? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So back before the pandemic, we were in Miami for the Super Bowl. Mm. All right. This is a a true story. Yep. And you invited me to uh, a Super Bowl party and I believe it was it was not the Glazer party. It was um, uh, uh, the next uh, the the one uh, that she's at Fox. Clarissa Thompson. Um, there were, but, yes, Clarissa. So so you invited me there. I've never met her. She's fantastic, but I've never met her. I didn't know anybody there. So I show up, and it's like the record player skips because nobody has any idea who I am. I'm a week. <laughs> I'm I'm a weekend overnight radio slob. Nobody has any clue who I am. I'm not a TV guy. And so I, I, we're just hanging out there, you know, I have a couple of beers, whatever, not a big deal, but a torrential downpour That's right. starts. And you and I hop in the back of an Uber to go back to the hotel and we look over and we see like five or six guys in the middle of no That's joke, right. a torrential downpour 
playing soccer in the middle of the night. It's the middle of the night, and these guys are playing a full-blown soccer game in a torrential downpour, and I'll never forget that. I thought it was one of the great things I've seen. I had forgotten that that until you just mentioned it. I remember we were like, what the hell's going on there? That's What what a memory you've got. No wonder you're such a great host. How do you remember that? Anyways, uh, so first of all, are you in Vegas for the fight this weekend? And if not, why not? Okay, if I say yes, will it make the interview sound more legit? (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, why not? Sure. No, I'm not in Vegas. Uh, not, I, I, you know, I would, can't wait to get back to Vegas. Can't wait to see it, especially when you see just sort of the pomp and circumstance that was at the press conference, the buzz. If you've ever been to Vegas for a McGregor fight, it's like uh, back in the day, Ricky Hatton, who would come over from England and he was a boxer and he would fight. His fans would just embark upon whatever city it was that was Vegas and they would just take it over. McGregor fans just take over wherever they go. I was in Vegas for the Mayweather-McGregor fight, uh, covering it for Fox, and everywhere you looked, they were in the lobby. They were singing uh, Irish lullabies. They were they were having drinks. They were carrying around the Irish flag. So it's going to be nuts uh, coming up later on tonight and all weekend. And and I'm curious, like, where are you on McGregor? Like, I I, I joked... Somebody did not like the joke that, you know, he's not quite Washington Wizards Michael Jordan, but he's trending into that territory where where Jordan was very good, but he was not Michael Jordan, and he wasn't winning anything. McGregor's lost two of his last three. I think he's lost four of six, and he hasn't looked particularly impressive. Uh, I don't know. He's not the guy he was, obviously. no, None of us still are. But are you still super interested in McGregor um, as like a sideshow, or do you really think he's still talented? So he's he's still a talented guy. The one thing you can't deny about McGregor, he's got legitimate one-punch, put-you-to-sleep power. Um, Faraz Sahabi, who's a, a, a big-time MMA trainer up in Montreal, he calls it the touch of death. And the touch of death is certain guys are just have this gift to where if they hit you, the lights go out. It just feels different. And McGregor's one of those guys who legitimately has the touch of death. Mm. If he lands, it's over. And so he's always a threat. That's always going to be there. Look, uh, George Foreman knocked out Michael Moore. What was he, 45? I mean, like, they, they always say the last thing to go on a fighter is his punch. The problem with McGregor is that he's had an opportunity to have these massive, colossal fights, whether it's, whether it's Floyd Mayweather or some of the other stuff that's gone on. So it's not, he's not really the traditional, you know, fight a couple times a year, go to camp, get in a routine, develop a habit, continue to work on that and continue to move forward like a Dustin Poirier has. And McGregor's sort of been one of these guys who's had these opportunities to take these massive fights. Look, before the uh, Poirier fight, he was training for Manny Pacquiao. Like, that, that was a real thing. Like, he had, a, he had a fight lined up, he thought, with Manny Pacquiao. And so he transitioned from that to go fight Poirier. And, and when you've got these opportunities, look, Jason, you know this. It's prize fighting, man. We could talk about who's the champ, who's this, who's that. At the end of the day, who's got the most commas on their paycheck? And he's mm-hmm. one of the guys. You could say whatever you want about Floyd Mayweather's last fight with one of the Paul brothers. He got paid. He got absolutely paid. He got paid hundreds of millions of dollars to fight Conor McGregor. That's what this stuff is about. I think McGregor saw what, saw what Mayweather was doing and realized, hey, man, if I'm a businessman and, and I've got this proper 12 whiskey that he's just you know sold, uh, sold but made uh, millions upon millions of dollars on, 
He's looking for ways that is going to benefit him financially. He still wants to fight. He still, I think, wants to compete and win these fights. But I just think he looks at it from a different approach than he did when he first started. Yeah, I, I just wonder, though. You mentioned these Paul brothers, Jake and Logan. Like, I could, they could deliver a pizza to the studio. I would be like, I, you look a little familiar. But I, I could care less about these goofballs yeah. yet. They're getting eyeballs on on fights. I mean, right? They're they're generating interest in the sport, and I wonder how far we are away from Conor McGregor putting one of these guys in a body bag in the ring. Uh, is I, I, it I, happening in a year or two? Or I, I don't. I see because those guys got real aggressive. Dana White, if he's got a fighter under contract, he does not want to do business with the Paul brothers. And so, what the Paul brothers are doing is they're continuing to go online and attack Dana White for fighter pay. Mm. Uh, they came out, I think, the last couple of days and just said, uh, you know, you got all these superstars. Uh, they deserve to make more money. Uh, these guys deserve to get paid. And, and the UFC's pay structure is, is really curious, and, and it's been curious for a long time. Jason, I can remember, this is no joke. The UFC back in, I want to say 2005, 2006, it was starting to, to blow up a little bit. And I've always been a fan. I can remember, you know, getting UFC 2 of $14 on pay-per-view. Uh, my mom actually, uh, we, had, we had a little bit of money and we were like, okay, well, uh, we just paid the, the bill. Um, you know, uh, we don't have a lot, but, but what are we going to do for entertainment? We can't take everybody to the movie theaters. Okay, let's get a, this UFC ultimate fighting thing. So the fighters' pay back then wasn't very much, but then as as the sport has grown, the pay has grown. But in 2005, 2006, I remember looking at the fighter payouts after a UFC event, and some of the guys on the bottom of the card were making a thousand dollars. Okay, that that's a thousand dollars before taxes and before you trade, you pay your training partners and everybody in your camp. So these guys needed sponsorships. And so that was one of the things they got through with it. All right, so we've got these sponsorships. So fighter pay started to increase. And then they started implementing this other uh, different sort of pay to where you get paid your purse to fight, and then you get paid the second half of your purse if you win. All right, so just imagine that if we're playing an NFL game, uh, the U- uh, there's a UFC fighter that shows up. He's going to make $60,000 just to fight, and he'll get his other $60,000 if he wins. In, in no other sport is that really the case. Yeah. You know, like, it, like guys, guys get paid, and, and Dana White will give out win bonuses and, and knockout bonuses and fight of the night bonuses and all these other bonuses that come attached with it. But that's been one of the gripes that a lot of fighters have had. Our pay structure isn't right. Uh, we've lost our sponsorship deals because they've done big-time deals with Reebok and now Venom, which is a, a, a fight gear company. Uh, he, they've got, uh, they, so they can't get their endorsements from there. These guys are trying to figure out ways that they can make money. And so they look at a guy like McGregor, he's getting pay-per-view buys. So he gets a percentage of that. When you get to the upper echelon, you get the percentage of those pay-per-view buys. Well, the Paul brothers are coming out and saying, Hey man, like we got multiple guys like Ben Askren who came out publicly and said, I made more money in that one sham of a boxing fight than I ever did at any point in my career, oh, UFC included. Goodness. Tyron, Tyron Woodley was a champion, was, was a really good welterweight champion in the UFC. He's going to fight one of the Paul brothers. And he's already come out and said, I'm going to make more money for this fight than I've ever made in my life. And this isn't the grueling MMA training camp where you're going in there with a bunch of savages. These are guys that made their name on YouTube 
and they're boxing and they're good boxers for, for, for guys that aren't professionals. They're really good boxers. But when you hear that stuff, these guys have now taken the approach of attacking Dana White, call him, calling him out of a fighter pay. And there's a lot of people that look at this and go, we're kind of getting the shaft here. Can we get a little bit more scratch? Well, if it almost the way you're framing it makes it sound like the gatekeepers are losing control. Sort of like we talked about last hour, uh, the Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols, ESPN situation. And oh, ESPN why, did, some, did something happen with that? I didn't hear yeah, something happen with them. <laughs> well, right, so, you know, about. ESPN's losing control. Their <laughs> right. talent are now claiming they're bigger than ESPN, and they don't care about the brand of ESPN. They care about their individual brand. And these fighters are basically saying, you know, hey, uh, pay us, Dana. Look at the Paul brothers. Build up the following, and people will follow you anywhere. I mean, hell, Kendall Jenner now has some tequila brand that people are buying because Kendall Jenner's buying it, you know? And it's like the brands are winning out. You know, I've talked about this. I don't know, Jonas, if you're aware of like how the WNBA has struggled to retain the women uh, basketball players who are popular on Instagram have found that they can make more money on social media than they can playing in the WNBA. They're like, well, why would I have to travel on buses and flights and practice and games when I can just be me on social media and make a lot of money? And I wonder... Go ahead. I was gonna. Didn't, didn't Diana Taurasi go overseas and make like over a million a year? That's like, one of them. Yeah. The yeah. That, and, and some yeah. of these uh, are just super attractive girls on Instagram who are also pretty good yeah. at basketball that the league could use. And you know, social media is really being disruptive to sports. This is pretty crazy, is it not? It, it's cut. It's cutting out the middleman. Like you no longer have to rely on a big brand to get your brand out. If you just can develop some sort of popularity, man, I had no idea who the Paul brothers were. I had a buddy of mine tell me, uh, are you going to watch the, uh, the Paul something, something fight? I'm all, how are you talking about? He goes, well, you like boxing. Well, he's not a boxer. What are you yeah, talking about? He's just about? a guy said, who gets, who's willing yeah. to get in the ring. Yeah, and, and, and he's like, he's all, he's all, no, man. He's all like, like, seriously, this is a real thing. I was like, no, it's not. And I look it up. And the Staples Center was sold out. Oh my God! It was like there were there were people packed there, like it was a legitimate fight. You know how many fight events I've seen at Staples Center that haven't been packed? Like how many Clippers? I used to cover the Clippers. It was never packed. Wow. All right, nobody was showing up there to see Chris Kamen, uh, you know, to, to try and hit a you know a fifteen footer. But they show up to see these YouTube guys. And and once that started happening, I, I started looking around, going the hell's happening here like what is going on and these guys have found a niche they found a way to carve in to the the quote-unquote mainstream boxing and mma community and there's a lot of boxers and and higher paid fighters that are traditionalists like a mcgregor canelo alvarez they're not happy about it but they're the guys that are getting paid so they don't have to worry about it if you're one of these other guys you have to at least take it seriously but then that's where contracts come into play uh if you've got a ufc contract dana white doesn't want to do business with these guys and he's not going to let them do which is his right to also uh do it and i should say in fairness to dana white i should say this fighter pay has gotten significantly better these are this isn't back in the day where the guys are making a thousand dollars on on the lower end of the card so fighter pay has gotten significantly better and the reason the ufc is where it's at is because of dana white and when everything got shut down when oh, everybody was in a panic, not wanting to open anything up, who was the guy that pulled the sword out with the oncoming army marching like on Game of Thrones, yeah. ready to go down? It was Dana White saying, we're putting on fights. I'm not laying anybody off. 
and we're going to get this done. And he did, so all credit to him. You know, uh, Jonas, if Dana White was willing to go that route, would he pay us? He should pay Fox Sports radio hosts uh, for a night. We all box, um, get in the ring uh, against someone similar to your weight class. I would definitely, if he's willing to pay me, you know, you, you give me two million bucks to get in a ring for a night. I would definitely do that against, uh, not against a professional, obviously. I don't want to get killed, yeah. but I would certainly box someone in in radio who's my weight, who's never boxed before. Yeah, I'm not interested. I've got veneers. Uh, I, I'm oh, not stop it! You would definitely put in a mouth guard. Two million dollars? No, I'm out. I mean, no, Jake, I you, did you say Jake Paul made eight million dollars in his fight or something? Oh, they made a crazy amount. They, yeah. they, but also, this is one of the other things. Um, Dana White's getting pissed because people keep asking him about the Paul brothers at press conferences. Yeah. And and he's claiming that some of the numbers that the Paul brothers are throwing out is garbage. It's fake fake not, news. N- not yeah, not they're they're just they're they're you know upping the numbers. They're trying to you know pad on stats so to speak and try and make it seem like more people have bought it. It's not the case. Yeah. What is interesting though? Dana White, at least a couple of years ago, if you remember when he was doing the Mayweather-McGregor press tour, he was coming up on stage, he was wearing a Zufa boxing shirt. He was he was trying to get his own boxing promotion going. No Zufa way. boxing. Oh, yeah, like he... he that guy's he a businessman. He has a boxing background. So I wonder if part of this is him getting a little pissed off that everything got shut down. He thought he had momentum to get his own boxing company going. And then these guys jump in uh, a couple of YouTubers. And next thing you know, everybody's talking about them and not Zufa. Yeah. Unbelievable. Good stuff. Jonas yeah. Knox, obviously listen to him mornings here on Fox sports radio, filling in on outkick and on straight out of Vegas. And basically he works around the clock cause he's a, an yeah. animal. Thanks a lot, Jonas. Good stuff, man. J-Mag is the best. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, good stuff uh, out of Vegas. All right, coming up next, we'll go back to the NBA Finals briefly. And um, what the heck is going on in Portland? Something just happened with the Blazers. I think we'll talk about that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, good stuff from Jonas Knox on the big Conor McGregor fight tonight. I, uh, I, I, I confess to not spending a lot of time knowing about these Logan Paul, Jake Paul guys. I guess they're big YouTube sensations and they built their brand and they're following. Hey, more power to them, you know? Hey, get it. Get, stack chips anytime you can. I'm all for people getting paid. Um, that ESPN squabble. Yeah, Maria Taylor, you can get three mil a year. Take it and run. Take that money. I'm all for people getting paid. There's a lot of money out there. These businesses make tons of money. You don't think Dana White's cleaning up himself? Of course the fighters should be paid more. I mean, I mean, look at quarterbacks in the NFL. It's funny. I have this tab open. You know, I'm always, I got a ton of tabs open reading stuff. And one tab I have open, I just saw NBA player salaries. Okay. LeBron James is seventh at 39 mil a year. John Wall is fifth. John Wall's making $41 million a year. That's more than every quarterback in the NFL. Except maybe Pat Mahomes. I don't know when his deal kicks in officially. But Kevin Love, 31 mil for the Cavs. Dude's barely played in two years. Tobias Harris, $34 million. Like, get money. Get it if you can. Go for it. Life is short. Make that money and have fun. I'm definitely not complaining about any of these guys. Go ahead. If the Paul brothers can make $5 million off off an exhibition boxing match, hell, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, your buddy Darren Ravel's trying to fight all these guys. He tried to fight one of these barstool guys. I don't know which guy. Uh, yeah, Darren Ravel wants to climb in the ring with you, Jason. Um, we're willing to give you $500,000. It's like, hmm, let's see. What could I do with $500,000 for... I don't know, 30 minutes of work. I already work out. They'll just have to train a little more. Somebody's going to pay me big money to get in a ring with someone that I know is like my weight and not a professional. Sure, I would do it. I mean, if there's a chance I lose, it's, <laughs> you know, probably a little bit of a less of a chance of me wanting to get in, but the money is a great equalizer. Let's not act like you guys wouldn't do the same. If you can make money doing that, go for it. Now, obviously, everybody has a line you don't want to cross. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm all for these guys These uh, getting in the ring and fighting and getting paid. Um, if that ha- fight happened between Pacquiao and-, and Conor McGregor, do you know how much money's at stake there? Come on. Come on. Silly. 
Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an awesome weekend in sports. I can I confess that I'm way more excited about the soccer match today and tomorrow than I am uh, the McGregor fight. But I think the McGregor fight's really good. Uh, NBA Finals is it's funny. NBA Finals is getting like a distant fourth this weekend on the hierarchy of sports. It's like it just doesn't have a ton of juice. I think the Bucks win Game Three handily. I have bet them. I don't know if Bobby Portis shows up at home, but somebody will. One of those other guys, whether it's P.J. Tucker, or Pat Connaughton, Britton Forbes, somebody's going to help them out. They're not going to lose Game 3 at home. If they lose, do lose Game 3, I wonder, can you fire Budenholzer after he gets to the NBA Finals? Because I don't know if you guys saw, obviously Stan Van Gunny bounced after nine months, but what about the situation in Portland? Chauncey Billups gets hired, and all of a sudden yesterday, Friday news dump, huge story, Scott Brooks has been hired. What? Scott Brooks? What? Why are we announcing an assistant coach being hired? Why is that like a big story, which it was yesterday? And you just wonder what's, hap- what's the vibe around Chauncey Billups. Remember all those um, crunchy Portland uh, fans got all huffy because of a 23-year-old incident. Um, that fans were not happy with. And, like, obviously it was an ugly incident. It was 23 years ago. Should the guy never work again? There was no criminal suit. There was a civil suit. It was settled out of court. Like, I don't, just very weird things happening in Portland with the Blazers. Coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. Not weird at all is the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, our guest was so good last week. We're bringing her back to talk about the Suns and their chances, I mean, is there a chance they sweep? Is there a chance they sweep the Bucks? Chris Paul's playing out of his mind. But will the injuries catch up with him? We'll talk to her next. But first, here's Isaac Lowenkron with What's Trending. Jason, today the ladies' singles final at Wimbledon between Australia's Ashley Barty and Karolina Pliskova of the Czech Republic came down to the final set. Second serve lands. Backhand return from Pliskova. Backhand slice from Barty. Pliskova with a forehand down the centre of the court. Now a backhand into the net. Ash Barty sinks to her knees. She is the Wimbledon champion of 2021. Phil stud the call on Radio Wimbledon as Barty prevailed 6-3-7-6-6-3. Barty's first Wimbledon championship, second career Grand Slam title after winning the French Open back in 2019. Baseball this morning, a bunch of players were named Major League All-Stars as replacements for players not participating. Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson, Oakland A's pitcher Chris Bassett, Kansas City Royals second baseman Whit Merrifield, and Tampa Bay Rays shortstop Joey Wendell were all added to the American League All-Star team. Among the players added to the National League All-Star team, Dodgers pitcher Walker Buehler, Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner, St. Louis Cardinals catcher Yadier Molina, Washington Nationals pitcher Max Scherzer and New York Mets pitcher Taiwan Walker. Now back to perennial sports media all-star Jason McIntyre. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, Jason McIntyre. And our guest joining us now, you know, we talked to her last week about the Suns um, in, in the finals, and they have looked pretty darn good through the first two games. That being said, I am worried about them in games three and maybe beyond. So let's bring in 
Gina Mazel covering the Suns for NBA.com. Listen, Gina, you were spot on about the Suns and their chances in the series. They look great, but I've got to start with the injuries. Tell me, first of all, losing Sarich, what's the status of Torrey Craig, and how much do you think this impacts Phoenix, which had three guys play over 40 minutes in Game 2? Yeah, that front court depth behind DeAndre Ayton is, is definitely a concern or at least something that this team will have to uh, deal with for the rest of the series because, yeah, Sarich tears his ACL in, in Game 1, and then Torrey Craig has a, a knee contusion in Game 2 and misses part of the second half. So um, we're about to go into practice this afternoon, and we'll potentially get some more information about, about Torrey, but it sounds like his status is at least day-to-day right now. Um, but as far as his availability for tomorrow, um, that still seems to be a little bit uncertain. So if he's unable to go, then maybe you're going to someone like an Abdul Nader, who is Ooh. also coming off his own injury. He played a tiny, tiny bit in that Clippers series, but but not a ton. Um, you might go Frank Kaminsky with some more minutes, a, a guy who can give you some more size. But um, that is kind of the one thing is that this, this front court for the Suns has been not necessarily a weakness, but just a, a you know maybe the the weakest part of their their roster this season. And now when you have a couple of injuries to guys that can play a couple of different positions, uh, you know that does create uh, a little bit of a situation for you. Yeah, I, I do wonder. They you know listen, the Suns were tremendous, obviously in Game One and Game Two, but they you know they played a great game in Game Two. They made twenty three pointers, but for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason, you know late in the fourth quarter, it's like a six point game. I, I think Connaughton had a shot to cut it to three and he missed it and I don't know I just I watched that game unfold I kept thinking the Suns would run away with it I mean Bridges scored 27 they make 23s and it was still a kind of a close game there in the fourth I don't know are are the injuries catching up with them the guys looked a little tired Chris Paul kind of struggled there in the fourth quarter well, you wonder if the two days off in between games two and three, um, and then that's going to be the case for the rest of the series until potentially a game seven situation where you'll have two days off in between to like travel and to, to have some, some time to, to rest and to heal and, and kind of all that stuff. So I think that'll obviously benefit both teams when you look at Giannis still coming back from his knee injury, and he obviously looks tremendous in game two, but yeah. you know more opportunity for him as well. But yeah, it's like you know there, there were some outliers, I would say, in that game with, with yeah, Bridges drop in 20. 27 points with the Suns making 23 pointers but then you look on the other side where DeAndre Ayton was quiet in that game mm-hmm. and so you think okay he's probably not going to have a game like that again where you know if, if if you're trying to then take away the three-point shot then maybe some things open up for him more you know down down low um or or yeah with with Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker there those are two guys that can distribute they can obviously score in the mid-range and Devin Booker went crazy from three-point distance yeah. in, in that game too. So it's one of those situations where it, I just I wonder when when this offense when they're hitting shots when the Suns are hitting shots like they were the other night it's it's what do you stop? And, and yes, there are some injuries to some some guys in the rotation, but certainly not you know the the sexiest names on the roster. But I'm, I'm sure the Bucks will continue to make adjustments. They'll, they'll try different things, just like they have in games one and two. They'll have the home crowd behind him, which or behind them in this these next two games. So I'm sure that will make a difference. I'm excited to experience that environment for the first time. <laughs> and so, you know, I certainly don't think the Bucks are out of it. Uh, out of it, but the Suns are just showing that they're a deep, good, versatile team that they can beat you a number of different ways. So. Yeah, in game two, it was the three ball, and it was Mikhail Bridges getting going. But in, in game four, it might be something else. Yeah, where are you on the whole, uh, you know, role players play better at home in the playoffs? Again, Bridges 27. Cam Johnson has been revelatory here in the last couple yeah. of rounds. Um, we, we've seen Cameron Payne have his moments against the Lakers. 
I just wonder, they go to hostile territory. Milwaukee's gotten like nothing from their role guys. I mean, Connaughton yeah. did have 14, but he, he played a lot of minutes and he didn't play particularly well when it mattered. Uh, we know Middleton has really struggled in this series. Uh, Drew Holiday has been awful. Um, do you think, you know, the fortunes kind of flip in Milwaukee? Yeah, well, I certainly don't expect uh, Chris and and uh, and Drew Holiday to to shoot as poorly as they have in these first two games for the entire in the whole entire series. I imagine that will start to sort of go back to the mean. I was going to say regress to the mean, but I actually mean elevate to the mean in their in their circumstances. But um, this Suns team though has played really well on the road as far as you know their role players. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, it's been their stars stepping up with either a Chris Paul or a Devin Booker. I mean, every series that they've won, they've clinched on the road. Um, I think back to that game four against the Clippers when they just had to win a defensive slugfest where neither team could score for about five minutes in the third and fourth quarters and were still able to kind of scratch out a win. So, yeah, on the road when they – and they were also the best road team in the NBA this season. So, mm. you know, certainly this will be a hostile environment, um, and, they, and they've played in a few, um, you know, so far during the playoffs. But it's, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see how they perform on this stage because I feel like this team is consistently having to, you know, prove stuff to us because yep. it's the first time that this group is going through this together. And so, yes, you can look at, okay, they've performed well so far in the playoffs, but not necessarily in the finals. Not that they've performed badly. They just haven't been had the situation put in front of them yet. So, yeah, I think tomorrow's going to be really big. Um, obviously, the, the Bucks are going to come out desperate. They need to win tomorrow to, you know, keep this this is a, a series that we think could be competitive. So, you know, we saw that from the Clippers in, in Game 5 when they had kept their season alive. Paul George had an amazing performance, and then the Suns come back in Game 6 and, you know, pull away and win by 27 points. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow's going to be another test, but uh, I'm curious to see how they, you know, respond to it. Uh, yeah, Gina, the other one is, like, you know, the TV ratings. And I guess, like, the easy answer is, like, who cares? Who cares what the TV ratings are? <laughs> but Because right. it doesn't really matter. That being said, we know that the bolstered TV ratings uh, last decade, thanks to super teams, really helped up the salary cap, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Larger TV deals because of the higher ratings. Uh, the Athletic has written that ratings for the finals are down 54% in four years. Now, four years ago, you had Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and LeBron, and now you've got you know Giannis versus Booker and Chris Paul, slightly different. It, it, do you get a sense anybody's even talking about this at the finals media-wise? Not the players, obviously. They don't care. But is the media, do you think, covering this or should they? I, yeah, n not as much as maybe you would think. I do remember seeing that game one of the finals, the ratings were up from last year. But then, of course, you have so many variables with that those games being played in the fall, in the bubble, with m many sports going on mm -hmm. during the middle of a pandemic. So there's just a lot of variables at play. And you could say the same potentially for um, that these finals are not taking place when they normally would. And, yeah, it's, it's different teams and, and different stars. But, um, you know, the, the basketball has been entertaining. So if you like basketball and you're not just tuning in to see the big names, then I think you'd be really happy with these finals. And Adam Silver said as much during his press conference before game one. So um, if you don't like watching Giannis play basketball, then I don't know what to tell you. If you don't like seeing Chris Paul after a 16-year career finally playing on a final stage or you know Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton coming into their own uh, on a big stage, then – um, I, I question if you actually, you know, care about watching basketball or just want to watch the flashy names or, or want to, you know, be able to talk to your friends about it. So, yeah, I mean, you're right in that it does do a lot to, to set revenue for, 
for the salary cap or just the, the overall, you know, revenue for the league, which obviously like everything has taken a hit over the, the past, you know, year and a half just because of the pandemic. But um, no, it actually hasn't been a major talking point, at least among the people yeah. that I've spoken to. And I, yeah, I'll be curious to see if, you know, and the competitiveness of the series will, will make a difference too. If, if the Suns are in position to like sweep the series or win in five, then that's going to be different than yeah. if the Bucks come and win both games at home. And then suddenly it's a best of three and maybe goes to six or seven. Like that's going to create more drama and more eyeballs yes. as well. So I think there's just a lot of variables, um, you know, at play. But for me, I've, I've been entertained by watching this series so far. And yeah. I know a lot of other people have been as well. Uh, last one. I'm sorry. I forgot to ask. Do we know the referees for Game 3 yet? And I ask that because of the Scott <laughs> Foster factor that everybody, Chris Paul and Scott Foster have a hitch history. Do we know who the refs are for Game 3 yet? I have not seen it yet. Okay. I don't know. Forgive me if it hasn't come out. But, yes, it's a fair question just given the, uh, the history between those two guys. And, and Scott Foster did ref one of the Suns' um, Western Conference Finals games against the Clippers, but it was one of the games that Chris Paul sat out while he was in protocol. Ah. So they're probably due to have him at some point in this series. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly uh, when that's going to be. Okay, just keep that in mind, everybody. Oh, yeah, uh, if Scott sure. Foster's <laughs> announced for Game 3, uh, I think the li- I honestly think the line will go up even more. It's up from three. <laughs> Three and a half bucks to four. And honestly, Chris Paul versus Scott Foster has been uh, dramatic over the years. Anyways, Gina, thank you so much. Enjoy Milwaukee and uh, great stuff as usual. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, really interesting subplot is whether or not Scott Foster is refing game three. Now, if you're a conspiracy theorist or you, not necessarily a hardcore one of those, but if you traffic in any of them, the NBA would love a long series. Gina just articulated it. Four or five games, not good for the brand. Definitely not good for any sport. Uh, the Super Bowl's a blowout. It's terrible for the Super Bowl ratings. Major League Baseball sweeps, bad for the World Series. The NBA would love this to go six or seven. Absolutely love it. And I'm not saying that they would have Scott Foster ref it because that'll change things, but I kind of am wondering. Can I ask that question without saying that? Does it work like that? All right. Coming up next, we will wrap up the show. It's been a good one here on Fox Sports Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. It was all a dream. Great song. Um, that was like a, one of our anthems back in college, you know. It was on every, we'd always pregame with, uh, this song was definitely in there. Um, I was at the, uh, I don't know if Ryan or, I don't know if anybody here has been to this place called Newport Dunes. Have you heard of it? It's like they they um they have these like inflatable rafts in the water. It's not the ocean, but it's like I guess the bay, and you can like go out and um, do some American Ninja Warrior stuff. I put it on my Instagram. It, it, it's awesome. It's out here in the Orange County, and you know you come off doing that, and then we're walking to return our vests, and these people have this tent set up, and somebody was playing Biggie. I was like, wow, out here on the West Coast. I did not expect to hear that, but um, yeah, so uh, there's that. But um, yeah, so I know I opened the show with the announcement that next week will be the last Saturday show I do. It is not an ugly ending with with Fox Sports Radio. We actually have a great partnership. And it's funny, when they signed me to do the daily podcast, Straight Fire, a year ago, when we talked about it, they were like, what, what are you going to do with the Saturday show? I was like, well, I'm keeping it. You know, um, I like it. It kind of helps me get my takes ready and refine them. You know, when you do takes during the week on Fox Sport, FS1, uh, digital, um, on straight fire, then you really refine them and they're honed and ready and, and awesome for Saturday. And 
it was easy during football season. It was great. Uh, you know, I practice during the week and then Saturday show would be money. The problem is it just wears you down doing five podcasts during the week and then Saturday after doing on top of all that other stuff. So I told him, I was like, listen, it's been a good run, but, uh, you know, I, I think I'm ready to pack it in. So next week will be like, next will be Saturday's last show for me. Six years, a fun run. Um, and you still get me five days a week on Straight Fire. I'm sure you guys sub- subscribe to that. Um, and I'll be filling in randomly for uh, with guys like Chris Boussard, uh, LeVar Arrington, and I did Dan Patrick this week. I'm sure we'll do that at plenty more. Um, I, you know, I, I'm out. I, I'm a worker. I'm a grinder. I just uh, kind of feel like it's a good time to uh, take a few uh, Saturdays off. Now, during football, it's a nonstop, like, you know, college football will be back in full effect. Like last year, college football was a joke. This year, it's in full effect. I just started my college football prep this week. Man, is it going to be a good college football season? NFL season, obviously going to be incredible. And you just, you're really grinding away. It's like a four months. It, you know how the tax folks are really wired in March and April? Well, the NFL season's like five months. And you, you start to run out of gas in November. I know I've told you guys this. I do that gambling contest. Uh, it was the super contest, and then it was like the Circa Million or whatever it's called. And I've been in the money twice heading into like Thanksgiving weekend-ish. And that's when, you know, you could go harder. It's like a race, right? So early part of the race, you can kick butt, easy to get out to a good start. But how long can you keep it up? And come late November, Thanksgiving, you know, it's family, you're planning, the kids are off school. Oh, what do we get? What about Christmas? And you start losing your focus. And that's how I've fallen out of the money both times in that contest. It's tough to do it all the way through. And now the NFL is expanding 17 games this season. So I just, I thought, you know, listen, there's going to be a long football season. And. It, it's a perfect time to wrap up the show. I'll, I, I'll take August to do a lot of fun stuff on Saturdays. And um, everybody who's disappointed that the Saturday show is dropping will just listen to Straight Fire. It's basically the same thing. Um, I think we'll probably open the phone lines next week to just take some wacky people who want to yell at me and say how disappointed they are that I'm not doing the Saturday show anymore and it's getting them out of the routine and I helped them get through quarantine, and I sent them a book. Remember when I did that book send? Oh, my gosh, that cost me way more money than I thought it would. Um, But, yeah, I'm not going anywhere, guys. I'm still around. Um, Yeah. So it reminds me, the race analogy is interesting. I remember back when we were living in Pennsylvania, I decided, you know, my kids were in this run club, and then they did, like, a dad race, a parent. It was husbands and wives, men and women, like, adults. One mile. That was it. And I felt like, oh, I'm in good shape. I play basketball twice a week. I don't really need to train. I get up to the starting line, and it was, you could pretty clearly tell there were people who really ran, like, regularly for a living. I'm like, okay, maybe I won't get first, but uh, maybe seconds within reach. So, of course, I get out to what I think is a good start, and I'm already looking up. And there's a guy with bowling pins for calves ahead of me, and there was a woman with him, maybe his wife or a friend. They were hardcore runners. I knew I had no chance to beat them. And I'm talking in the first quarter mile, I knew I had no chance. But I'm huffing and puffing. And I'm, you know, I think I'm in like fifth place here with like a less, maybe two-tenths of a mile left. 
and I see, you know, my fa- I look up and I see my family at the finish line around the curve, and I'm like, all right, I got to empty the tank here. And I booked it as everything I had, and I sprint past uh, fourth place and third place. And I get into third, and I pass the guy at third, like, you know, maybe 15 steps before the end. And I go to the f- finish line. Again, this is a one-mile race. Not a, not a 5K, 10K. One mile. And I finish third, and I collapse. And I'm like, Gatorade, please! And my kids are like, is everything okay, Dad? Um, life is definitely not a sprint. It is a marathon. Pace yourselves, everybody. Great sports weekend. Thank you for listening. Thanks to everybody here in the studio. We will talk to you next week for the final show! Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.